This is Unfilter, episode 50, for May 15th, 2013. And we begin with this. The Internal Revenue Service is now under criminal investigation. Attorney General Eric Holder has called in the FBI. Holder could be grilled over the scandal today. He's testifying before the House Judiciary Committee. And this morning, a USA Today analysis finds that while the IRS was putting a hold on all Tea Party applications, a similar number of liberal groups were granted nonprofit status. Coming up on this week's episode of Unfiltered, the Obama fairy tale takes another blow this week after the IRS admitted it was targeting conservative groups with thug-style politics. And the Associated Press has just discovered the Justice Department has been monitoring their phones for two months. And as the president of the AP has stated, this now provides the Obama administration with a roadmap to its whole news gathering operation. Plus, Russia claims to have busted a CIA operative, but we're a little skeptical. Your feedback and much, much more on this week's episode of Unfilter. Hi there, and welcome everybody to another edition of Unfiltered, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about that news that you, you really should be not watching. You should really be paying, paying attention to mm. our show. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 50. That's right, half century of grouping episodes. My name is Chase Nunes, and joining me every week is the always talented and luscious bearded... <laughs> oh. Chris. What's Hi. going on, Chris? Hey there, Mr. Chase. I think it's the new aftershave I got. It is. What is yeah. that? Uh, what is that? Old Spice? Oh, no, it's called Ode to Spock. Ah, yes, yes, yes. yes. Ode, Ode to, I, to I, Spock. I, you know, you can wear the Ode to Spock. I wear the Ode to Zoe's, uh, Zoe's oh, Saldana. Yeah. And I have the uh, Ponfar uh, underarm deodorant <laughs> on right now, too. I have, I'm pretty excited. because So to celebrate episode 50, Chase and I are going to stay up all night long. We're going to go out. and that's, We're going to have a little date. Yes, we're, we're going gonna, out. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> I'm going to take you to ice cream before, actually. Wow. Oh, well, you can't because my stomach's all jacked up, but we'll figure something out. Maybe it's soothing. Maybe we maybe we can have, um, I don't know what I can eat these days, broccoli. It's horrible. <sighs> Actually, I'll get you a bag of dicks. Most illogical. <laughs> now, Chase. So, uh, for episode 50, of course, uh, I, you know what? Actually, a little meat might be good. Yeah. Uh, for episode 50, it's going to be a little bit of a compressed episode, and I want to apologize up front. Uh, first of all, you guys just have to recognize- I'm Captain Kirk. I, I did not intend for this to be a, such a U.S.-centric episode, but we had some crazy stuff go down. And that's oh, what we're close well, to. Well, first off, how can you not have a U.S.-centric episode this week? Let's let's let's. Uh, I mean, a real brief, brief re- uh, for, foreshadowing, right? Yeah. You got the IRS. Yeah, it's crazy right? going after uh, conservative groups. You've got the AP being tapped. You got that CIA CIA guy over in Russia, and that's just scratching the surface. Yeah, right. I mean, and then there's can... Benghazi stuff going on. That's absolutely don't forget out of about that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, and then you got the Sonics gonna not move to C- Seattle. I mean, you got so much stuff. So I say, uh, submit your favorite stories that are outside the U.S. you'd like us to cover to the unfiltered subreddit, and yeah. we'll try to focus on those more next week. But let's start with the thing that is the closest to being a world story because it happened in Russia. And that was uh, one of our guys, 
In a, Russia, they 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 uh they take the uh, <laughs> what, the Chase? diplomat. <laughs> In Mother Russia, they uh the diplomat what, Chase? I, they just play the clip. Picked up on the streets of Moscow, videotaped wearing an almost comical-looking wig. A man Russia's counterintelligence agency says is CIA spy Ryan Fogel. The Russians say he was oh, trying cool. to recruit a double agent from one of Russia's special services. Oh, you got to look at pictures of this guy. Oh. Do, you, do you have a picture of this guy? Uh, do he, we? he looks like one of those stories he's got. He looks like the I, biggest doofus ever. They, oh, the FSB there we go. says it detained Fogel briefly, then handed him over to the, the U.S. The right. Embassy in Moscow, where it says he held the position of third secretary. That embassy, its ambassador, not commenting. The CIA's not commenting. The State Department confirms someone at its embassy was briefly held, but otherwise... We have no further comment at this time. (laughs) Russia's foreign ministry... So just to kind of unfilter that for a second. So essentially the current official U.S. government response, the State Department has acknowledged that somebody from their embassy was held uh, in Russia. That's the only acknowledgement we've gotten so far. He said, quote, such provocative action in the spirit of the Cold War does not contribute to building mutual trust. This was a spokesperson for a Putin. The Russians also displayed some items they say Fogel was carrying. Wigs, a knife, dark glasses, envelopes full of cash, what appears to be a Moscow map book. And they have them all out on display on the desk. So that way you can see, like, the. it's just like from the movies, Chase. It's like multiple fake currencies, uh, some ridiculous wigs. Uh, the dude was caught wearing a wig when they stopped him. He was wearing Maybe a blonde wig. Maybe he's just a bit cross-dresser. <laughs> when we showed counterintelligence expert Eric O'Neill those pictures and the video, he said the man ID'd as Fogel could be a CIA officer, but he said this isn't spycraft, it's stagecraft. I very much doubt what that a, uh, a highly trained CIA operative is going to be walking the streets of Moscow wearing a um, really bad blonde wig. Um, it's, it's poor tradecraft, and it looks like a setup to me. O'Neill believes the Russians likely planted that material on Fogel for dramatic effect, maybe to stir up anti-American sentiment, achieve a political objective, or distract attention from some other matter. Or just be mm, stupid. Maybe, maybe. Something doesn't sound right. So I went around digging, and guess what? I found another CIA official who says, eh, this doesn't sound right. Robert Gurnier spent 27 years in the CIA. He says there's something strange about this case. It's inconceivable to me that uh, anyone uh, affiliated with American intelligence would have made what we would refer to in the, the business as a cold pitch uh, of this sort, uh, where you have a huge sum of money uh, on your person and you simply show up with a letter uh, in a place which is not your turf, it's not under your control, and where if it goes badly, uh, you're subject to arrest by the local authorities. This isn't the first somewhat odd incident of spying between the two countries. In 2010, 10 Russians, appearing to be everyday and not necessarily powerful assets, swapped for four Western spies in Russia. Most illogical. He's saying it's illogical. <laughs> he's, he's thinking, uh, you know, the premise doesn't sound right. Chase, do you remember when that uh, hot Russian gal uh, a few years back uh, was caught as a spy? Yes, I do. Right? Yeah. So this happens, man. This happens a lot. That's yeah. kind of what they're just saying there at the end of the clip. This is not totally a new thing. You remember Bob Bear? Yeah. Bob Bear, who, who, who he had some great insights during the Boston bombing when he we, he was focusing a lot on the, the trigger mechanisms for the bombs and the accuracy of the bombs. And he was calling some of the uh, in, initial narratives that didn't sound right. He was kind of debunking some of them. Well, uh, good old Bob Bear stopped by the Truth Factory, a.k.a. Anderson Cooper, 
where uh, he's getting to the bottom Does of it. Does he go 360? He's keeping him honest in 360 degrees. And he says, uh, I got to be honest with you, Coop. This doesn't add up. What do you make of this? I mean, you're a for- former yeah. CIA officer. The letter, the wigs. A com- you're a former CIA officer. You I'm know. a current CIA officer. What do you think? <laughs> in Moscow, does, does it make I'm sense? I'm an anchor to- of a show. It makes no sense at all, Anderson. You don't, you don't carry a compass when you make a meeting in Moscow. You never carry a letter. Uh, wigs are, are a waste of time. You just don't wear them. If you know who you're meeting, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like. Uh, it almost looks like this is a KGB, you know, they call it the FSS, FSB plant uh, to embarrass the United States. But for me, that tells a bigger story is relations between Russian intelligence and the United States are very bad. That's the only reason they'd make this so public, put the pictures out so quickly in an attempt to embarrass the United States. I think this is a, a really unfortunate turn in relationships. There, I mean, there are certainly CIA officers and, and uh, undercover ones working embassies, but aren't they usually actually declared? Pausing just for a sec. So yes. this is this, the embassy is a very common way for us to get our spooks on the ground. And so Cooper says, don't doesn't the United States of America declare all of our spooks in our embassies, which, of course, <laughs> then, then they're not <laughs> undercover right. you know? yeah, to yeah. the host country. No, not necessarily. You know, this is, you know, the Cold War has never been quite over. Um, you know, as we know, the Russians spy on the United States. We spy on Russia. It's just always been there. Um, the spy on you. But it, it's the tradecraft that bothers me. This doesn't look like a CIA operation to me, or, or, or the whole thing was staged by the FSB simply to embarrass it. There's something terribly wrong with this story, and the fact that we're only getting out of Russia uh, makes me, uh, you know, doubtful of the facts. What about the fact that he was supposedly carrying $100,000 for a meeting? That's a million dollars for a year, I guess. It it seems a lot of money, no? It's a lot of money. And, you know, the other thing is the CIA doesn't recruit in Moscow. You don't just go meet somebody in a corner and say, hey, why don't you spy for us? This is all done outside the country. You know, the, the FSB is very, very good. And the CIA has had to match its tradecraft to the Russians. And this why this doesn't make any sense, this story. Um, you know, I, let's wait to hear more on it. You might say most illogical. So uh, here's another. Here is there's in, there's there's three CIA guys in a row who say this doesn't add up. Something doesn't seem right about it. Chase, what do you think? I kind of I think I I'm kind of leaning with the, they're trying to embarrass the U.S. Oh yeah, I mean I'm I'm looking at the uh, and if you're watching the enhanced feed, I'm <laughs> looking those stupid wigs. I, well, I'm looking at the wigs <laughs> alone, which is fun, stupid. Then you got this generic RFID shield, and then this uh, you know uh, compass, which I'm no compass expert, but when I look at compasses, that kind of a compass is usually used for a topographic map. Um, it's not your typical compass that I think you would use in a city setting. And even so, why wouldn't he just have a GPS? This doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and you know, if his gloves are there in the picture, that means his hands are bare. They are handed against the Gorn. <laughs> I have no chance. I can't help it, man. Oh. It's our 50th episode. We're going to go see the new Star Trek movie. I'm pretty excited. Yes. Uh, I know. This whole thing's very strange. But very fishy. So what, what would Russia... What would Russia be upset with us about that they kind of want to, uh, they kind of maybe want to send a message? I think it has something to do 
with the Boston bombings because of the fact that we uh, they are they were they were allegedly trying to warn mm-hmm, us about mm-hmm, this suspect, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, he went back to uh, what was it Siberia or some area mm-hmm, for about mm-hmm. six months, and you know, maybe they're trying to say, hey, look, we're the what are the good guys here? You, you know, know it, we're good. It seems like it definitely could be a little bit of that. I mean, you do have to kind of wonder. Uh, so uh, Russia ordered the expulsion of this guy, so we have to go pick him up now. Uh, today, uh, the sources have revealed, and this has been reported in several different places, that uh, Mr. Fogel was trying to recruit FSB ag- an agent in the FSB who was specialized in a- Islamic extremism in Russia and may have traveled to the region that one of the bombing suspect brothers came from. So really? the CIA might think that this guy might be an expert in that type of terrorism, wanted to recruit this guy. Huh. It could be – so it could definitely be related to the Boston bombing stuff. Uh the uh, Bob Bear here thinks it's related to Syria. Well, and there's also the question of Syria. Secretary of State Kerry was in Moscow last week, and uh, the Russians are very angry about Syria. They were try- attempting to overthrow Bashar al-Assad, and you know they're they're coming back at us. And and you know it's a strange way to do it, I think, but often they've done this in the past. Maybe remember Kerry was just over there last That's true. week. He was just hanging out, and he was just telling them about how you know we have all these things that are common interests, like bad guys. And remember, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so maybe they're after this. They're, they're like, hey, you know what? Look at this. Wasn't that a direct quote? Bad guys. So it was kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty generic. Yeah. So I, I'm wondering if maybe it's just a combination of things, but it's definitely it's one of these things that happens probably a lot more than we as average citizens know about, and they just generally take care of this stuff kind of on the DL. That's right. Now here's Good the question: point. Some people are speculating that now the U.S. will kick out. Look, we're, we'll go. We'll go find some spy. Because what? So what? This what? What Bob Bear or somebody was saying is essentially, even when the government, Russian or U.S., knows that the guy is a spy, we like to keep him because and monitor monitor him because we want to know who he's trying to report on, who he's reporting to. So we generally monitor them. It's, it's kind of like cops monitoring drug deals yeah. in progress. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, you could go ahead and pick up the guy off the street, but right. you're not going to get the distributor. You're right. not going to get the the big kingpin. And so that's why it's kind of unusual for the actual. Russian government or the U.S. government to issue press releases to you know you know put up a display of all of his crap. I mean that all of that is very much to drive attention. It was also uh, there was a it seemed to be potentially timed for some maximum impact in terms of the announcement. The unveiling of the quote unquote catch appeared to be timed uh, right to to break simultaneously across all media and state uh, channels. So like at the at the perfect time window for that and also. When Michael McFall, well, I guess is the U.S. US ambassador to Moscow, was doing a question and answer session on Twitter. So during all of that, so like during like this ideal broadcast news time, while the Moscow ambassador was doing an Ask Me Anything type style interview on Twitter, they dropped this bombshell. So it gets picked up on it. It gets it made it in time, and it did. Like uh, CBS News, MS, uh, NBC News, they all were able to cut it into their and ABC News cut it into their late nights, and they picked it up immediately in their morning shows. So they hit the news cycle perfectly. Wow. Anyways, interesting stuff. Speaking of the news, we don't have time for this, but uh, uh, it is it is so uh, apropos to uh, how we do our show here. Uh, Scott Pelly, familiar with from the CBS. Name? Yep. Uh, he was at a. Uh, one of these award ceremonies where they give journalists awards for being amazing journalists. And he, I think, realized sort of uh, the clown show of it all. Here's a few highlights. I probably shouldn't play it because we don't have time, but it just it's so what no, our show's no, about. Play, man. During our coverage of Newtown, I sat on my set and I reported that Nancy Lanza was a teacher at the school. 
and that her son had attacked her classroom. It's a hell of a story, but it was dead wrong. How does it serve the public if we're first? You know what first is all about? It's vanity. It's self-conceit. We do it to make ourselves feel better. No one's sitting at home watching five television monitors going, oh, they were first. That's a game that we play in our control rooms. Nobody does that. Well, I, I, I do kind of do that, actually, sometimes. I, sometimes, Chris. Uh, but, you know, it's not just for vanity. It's for money. It's for ad dollars. Yep. It's the way the system works. It's based on needing clicks. It's based on needing eyeballs. It's based on selling the tragedy. Yeah. And this is the systemic problem to the big commercial media. Not only can they mass produce it, that way they essentially give it to you for free and then sell it to the advertiser at the highest bid, and then they sell on the tragedy, but they also are aware of it. And this is really the true it's tragedy true. of it all. And that's why that's why the Unfiltered Show is different. We are no sponsors. We are funded by you. That yep. way you know we report to you. doesn't mean we're always 100% accurate, but it means we never have an agenda why we shouldn't be. And if we make a mistake, we attempt to correct it and notify you of that. Also, as a supporter, once you subscribe to the show, you'll find the links in the show notes. For $13.33, we're trying to get 133 of you to sustain one day of production of the show. When you become that subscriber, you get a Unfiltered newsletter and a weekly Behind the scenes pre and post show supporter show. Now we do have. I'm excited to announce. Dun 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 dun. dun Eighty one unfiltered supporters nice. as of this episode. Yeah, this week's new uh, supporters are uh, Noma, Jordan R, Jordan R. Sorry, uh, anonymous. Who? Well, the anonymous group uh, jumped in. No, not that guy. Oh. Just a somebody who wanted to be anonymous. Oh, okay. But he sent a nice note along. Yes, he did. I saw And uh, Richard also uh, became an unfiltered supporter this month. So thank nice. you guys very thank much. You. Make sure you check your uh, inboxes from an email from me. Of course, this this episode and the supporter show will be out a day later because we're going to go see Star Trek. Yay! Oh, we're going to go see Star Trek. Which reminds me, Chase, we need to get our... Captain, I suggest the Vulcan mind probe. Yeah. So Engage. Got to remember to do that. Make it so. So thank you, everyone. Thank you to the uh, 81 of you who are supporters, and thank you to everybody who considers to keep us going. We're trying to get to 133 to make the show sustainable, and we really believe in what we're doing. And Chase, yes. with that completed, you know what that means? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's right, Chase. It's time for Ask the Chat Room, and has us become common on the show. Chat room, can you tell us which three-letter agency got in a lot of trouble this week? Three-letter agency. Wow. There's so many out there. I mean, you know, because we have such a big and large government. You got the FBI. That's a big one. You got the CIA. Oh, my gosh. They're always doing stuff, Chase. You got the FAA. Yeah. 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 <laughs> absolutely. The, the ETF. Uh, the the, the FUK. The FCC. What? Don't you tell me. I know. All right. I you know. ready to pull the crank? Pull the crank. All right. Here we go. And coming in first is Linux King All right, with the what's IRS. His answer? What is IRS? it? IRS. Oh, with the IRS? Yes. You know what? For that, he gets a... I'm Captain Kirk. There you go. Good job, Linux King. Make You're right. It so. Is the IRS. And if you haven't heard this story, buckle up, because NBC's going to set it up Strap for you. Strap in. Here it comes. Because you love America. The report officially confirms what Tea Party groups and conservatives have said for more than a year, that the IRS was targeting them for extra scrutiny. The Inspector General's report says beginning in 2010, the IRS used inappropriate criteria to single out Tea Party and other organizations based upon their names or policy positions when applying for tax-exempt status. It said ineffective management allowed improper criteria to stay in place for more than 18 months and resulted in substantial delays on applications and unnecessary information requests. 
The IRS has fixed some of the problems, according to the IG, but needs to do more. When the IRS starts behaving like a rogue agent that considers itself above the law, we've entered truly dangerous territory. In an op-ed today, acting IRS Commissioner Stephen Miller said, mistakes were made, but they were in no way due to any political or partisan motivation. He blamed too many cases and a lack of sensitivity. But there is a firestorm in Congress because Miller knew a year ago that the IRS had targeted conservative groups and said nothing. This was either one of the greatest cases of incompetence uh, that I've ever seen, or it was the IRS willfully not telling Congress the truth. Today, the attorney general said he's ordered an investigation by the FBI. Those were, I think, as everyone can agree, oh, yeah, uh, if yeah. not criminal, oh, yeah, they were yeah, certainly yeah. outrageous and unacceptable. Yeah. Oh, so we are examining right. uh, the facts to see if there were criminal violations. Well, we won't find any. But Republicans are unlikely to accept the Obama administration investigating itself. Three congressional committees already have planned hearings into what interaction, if any, the IRS had with Treasury officials or the White House and into whether anyone at the IRS has been fired. How about that, Chase? Is it, is it, is it sad for me to think and feel that they're going to find no criminal wrongdoing? And I know this is borderline conspiracy, but it's not. I, I, I just I mean, it, it, it's, it's a track record that we have seen through the government Time and time again, where uh, there's an alleged allegation of some sort of prejudice, yeah, and I then all of a sudden they won't find anything. I mean, man, you see, so uh, the uh, the uh, the com- the the first of all, the response to this has been like throwing gasoline on or, uh, on the Benghazi fire because there was already this this sort of war machine, political war machine that's ramped up that is rooting out controversies. Yeah, so, so to have this thrown on top of that, that's right. It's it's like it's like when Doc Brown made the DeLorean fly. It's ridiculous. Well, and the worst thing about the whole ordeal is you have those guys that are truly they eat conspiracy bacon every single day, every morning, noon, and night. I mean, you can smell it. Can't you smell it? I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's tasty. Yeah. This 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 batch is actually from Ontario. Nice. Um, that's Ontario, Canada. Anyway, getting back to the point at hand. It feeds right into the thought process of those conspiracy theorists thinking, gee, the the IRS is going to be prejudiced against me because of the way I think right. and the way that I am. Right. And this feeds right into that. Isn't it interesting that Michelle Bachman worked at the IRS? And what's also been interesting is how the White House is like, whoa, whoa. Carney said while he was waiting for all the facts to come in on the IRS, he knew enough to say no White House officials were involved. What gives you that confidence? Then he walked that back when a reporter called him out. I have no reason to believe. Uh, and so you're doing that on good faith, or this is just your well, assumption? Because I, I, I can tell you that uh, I am not aware of anyone here knowing about it. That sounds pretty solid to me, right? <laughs> that, that, that is one hundred percent solid. Uh, so, and and it did happen during an important election cycle, uh, and and liberal groups were confirmed or you know accepted for uh, tax free status, so they would yeah. theoretically boost the liberal candidate. So you have to kind of consider that. Yeah. And and luckily, as it turns out, Holder uh, Eric Holder already needed to uh to testify today so he was he was getting grilled and you, here chase here's a little clip of how well it went i will certainly look at the request it's not something that i have 
person. They're asking him, and I don't, this wasn't necessarily related to the, uh, they're kind of actually kind of, it became a hodgepodge of issues, including the IRS audit, including the AP wiretap scandal, and including uh, Benghazi emails. And so they're asking him, you know, hey, so we asked you for these emails, and then you gave us 35 of about yeah. a thousand that we asked for, and all you included was the to and from. You didn't include the body of the email. Can you get us the whole email? Personally, been involved in, but I look at the request and try to be as responsive as we can. I'm sure there must have been a good reason why only the to and from parts were. Pre- yes, you didn't want us to see the details, Mr. Attorney General. No, in no. knowing the to and from, <laughs> typically do knowing the no, to I'm and. I'm not going to stop talking now. Uh, you know, yeah, you Mr. Characterize something as something. Uh, to Mr. The Chairman, of would you inform the, the witness as to the rules of this committee? Appropriate and is too consistent with the way in which you conduct yourself as a member of Congress. It's Ooh. unacceptable oh. and it's shameful. Oh, the, uh, shameful. gentleman uh, has the time, and the gentleman may ask the questions uh, that uh, he deems right. appropriate. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. So it didn't go so well today necessarily, and of course, there's going to be a lot more drama come Friday. Hi, Mr. Miller. The acting IRS commissioner, Stephen Miller, would not answer questions Tuesday after a private meeting with the Senate finance chairman. Why didn't you tell the truth when you were asked directly by Congress? We'll talk on Friday, guys. Friday is when Miller will testify before the House Ways and Means Committee, which oversees the IRS. He can expect to get grilled about what Treasury Department investigators describe as ineffective management. Their new report finds that inappropriate criteria were used to single out Tea Party groups for extra scrutiny. Criteria that stayed in place for 18 months, delaying some applications for tax-exempt status for up to three years. Out of the nearly 300 cases flagged for special review, one in three were groups that included the words Tea Party, 912 Project, or Patriots in their titles. Oh, so things are heating up, Mr. Chase. Not only that, but late-breaking news here on the Unfilter program. The IRS uh, leader is gone. He is, He has resigned. He was an interim guy, and I yeah. and I'm not surprised to see that happen. But yeah, Obama's got to Obama's got to look like he's getting a handle on it right now because his is is the IRS is going out of control, and and you know the there is a history of of presidents abusing the IRS in this way, and a lot of those presidents that have done that, Nixon, uh, you know, have a the bad list. Yeah, they got a bad history, yep. and so he needs to look like he's going to handle. Them. And then you know, uh, with this, with this, uh, uh, so we're going to find out more about this on Friday when there's more testimonies. But with this AP wiretap scandal, the Justice Department looks like they're out of control. And again, he, this is why he needs to come out and act like he's being the decider. Uh, let's let's move right to the AP story because they're in some ways related. NBC sets it up. This is in fact a late breaking story here with the Associated Press moving this throughout the afternoon, and it talks about the fact that this is an unprecedented breach and that it impacts the activities of the AP, the primary news wire for the United States. This centers around an investigation into who leaked information to the AP in May of 2012 about a CIA operative in Yemen who helped prevent an al-Qaeda plot to bring down a U.S.-bound airliner with a bomb. The Obama administration was furious about that leak, claiming it jeopardized national security. To find out who might have been the leaker, the AP claims the Justice Department obtained lists of incoming and outgoing phone calls from AP editors and reporters, as well as reporters' personal phone numbers over a two-month period. 
Normally, Justice Department rules require that to be personally approved by the Attorney General. In a letter to Attorney General Holder today, the president and CEO of the AP writes, there can be no possible justification for such an overboard collection of the telephone communications of the AP and its reporters. We regard this action as a serious interference with, uh, interference with AP's constitutional rights to gather and report the news. While we evaluate our options, we urgently request that you immediately return to the AP the telephone toll records that the department subpoenaed and destroy all copies. The White House is referring all questions about this matter to the Justice Department. Moments ago, as I'm sitting here, I got an email from the U.S. attorney who says we must notify the media in advance whenever we do subpoenas, unless it says doing so would pose a substantial threat to the integrity of the investigation. Brian. Are they serious? <laughs> so uh, this IRS story is, is uh, at the chat room is obviously, they're still going on about it. I think... You know, uh, because we're making it a compressed episode, we're not going to spend too much time on it, but it's it's huge, and we're going to have a lot more on it next week, I think, because we're going to hear a lot more about well, it. Well, if there's anything that people are really passionate about, that's one of those things. It's oh, taxes, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, or, you know, in this case, now it's funny with this AP wiretap scandal. The, the the press is getting so upset because, you know, you've gone after us now. And Eric Holder, once again, you know, getting his airtime, says, look, dudes, America was at risk. They, they, they put America at risk. This was a very serious, um, a very serious leak, and a very, very serious leak. Uh, I've been a prosecutor since 1976, and I have to say that this is among, if not the most serious, it is within the top two or three uh, most serious leaks that uh, I've ever seen. It put the American people at risk, and that is not hyperbole. It put the American people at risk. And uh, trying to determine who was responsible for that, I think, required very aggressive action. I'd like to know how it put the American people at risk. Uh, yeah, but he can't tell you that because that's under that the guise of risk. That would put you yeah, at risk. Yeah. So, again, they covered 20, they, they, they grabbed 20 phone lines, including the main office in the New York City. Uh, they also uh, were monitoring the congressional press gallery. And uh, the only reason they had to uh, notify the AP was because of rules enacted in 1972 that require uh, that uh, when they do this to the media that they have to be informed within a certain amount of time. Um, it's kind of alarming. And, of course, immediately the White House said, oh, no, no, nothing, nothing. Well, no, now our fifth story out front, breaking news. Two agencies under breaking. fire tonight, the IRS and the Department of Justice. And both of these are shocking stories. Both of them are accused of unfairly targeting outside organizations. Now, the White House has just responded to accusations that the Justice Department secretly, secretly, everybody, secretly. obtained two months of telephone records for some of the Associated Press's reporters and editors. The Associated Press, of course, one of the most important and widely read news organizations in the country. White House Press Secretary Jay Carney said, and I'll quote him, other than press reports, we have no knowledge of any attempt by the Justice Department to seek phone records of the AP. We're not involved in decisions made in connection with criminal investigations as these matters are handled independently by the Justice Department. Any ongoing questions about uh, the criminal investigation should be directed to the Department of Justice. I think it's important to emphasize everybody here. This story about the AP, if true, is a shocking and unprecedented story. I love chicken. Now, uh, uh, I love you. you gotta wonder, what were they after, Chase? What were they after? Are they after anything, or are they trying to set a precedent? Uh, that's a really good question. Let's, let's, 
let's explore that after this clip. Well, I, I think what they're trying to find out is uh, who the Associated Press journalists and editors were speaking to. So it, the, the story obviously regarded uh, and was dealing with some rather sensitive and confidential information. The Obama administration did not want the media to report on this story uh, because of potential national security issues. However, once officials said that uh, these concerns were no longer in place, the Associated Press reported the story even though officials at the White House would prefer them not to have, and that's what seems to have landed them in some trouble. Well, and that is possibly the most interesting aspect of this entire case, right. is that this was all involving, what we think it is involving, is a mm -hmm. May 7, 2012 story that AP actually discovered and reported about a foiled terrorist plot that was happening from Yemen, from an airliner that was reportedly coming from Yemen. Now, the, the point of the case, uh, the interesting point of this case is that AP actually approached the government. They said, we have this information, we want to go to press with it, but we wanted to do uh, you justice and tell you we had this. The government said, let's hold back for a little bit. AP did so, they didn't have to, but they did so out of respect of the government. And then they went ahead when the government gave them the go ahead. Of course, the Obama administration didn't want them to. So what's with this back and forth? Obviously, AP wasn't trying to, to uh, be shadowy in its dealings. It told the government what was going on after all. No, I think, uh, you know, this so just to just to make sure we have that clear a little unfiltering here. The AP held the story at request of the Obama administration and then ran the story after the Obama administration said, OK, now it's OK, although we'd still kind of prefer you don't do it, guys. Hey, how about you don't do it for us? Come on, do us a solid. And the AP said, no, thanks. We're going to run the story. But right. they still held it for a certain amount of time at request of the administration. And this is what they're getting wiretapped over, supposedly. It's still a developing story, but it seems at the moment that the Associated Press did uh, what is actually quite normal for uh, you know, news agencies to do when dealing with sensitive information like this and did approach the government. And the response by the Obama administration or, or the Department of Justice has been really interesting. As, as I said, uh, the, the, the scale and scope of uh, the record seized is really remarkable and should worry people. Fox News alert, Chase. I have yes, some conspiracy Chris. bacon for you. Are you ready? Uh, where's this bacon from? Uh, this bacon is straight from New York. It's mm. New York bacon, Chase. All right. And uh, wait, actually, hold on a second. Let me check the label here. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Hold on. This is Chicago bacon. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, this is right from the mean political streets of Chicago. I'm Chicago sorry, I, I misread the label. Yeah, go for it. Anyways, uh, I, I think you're kind of right. I think it's... I think when you anytime you do something this big, so let's keep in mind here, uh, Eric Holder re recused himself from the investigation because they knew from the onset it was going to be a massive S-storm because they knew that they would have to notify the AP eventually. So I think when they decided to do something like this, the only way they would do it is if they looked at it and said, it gets us X, Y, and Z. They would not do it for any singular reason. So they 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 put this two month surveillance net in of these twenty phone lines, right? Right. According to the president of the AP, he said, with that record from those people for that two month period, the U.S. government now has the ability to essentially map out their entire informant network, their <sighs> active informant network. Wow! So that's a huge win. Yeah. Even if, and here's the thing: is even if they can't keep them. For the sake of national security, that's that uh, that they can they can still use those records, right? So there's there's that's a huge win, right? Plus, plus they get to set up like you said a fantastic precedence, and this is also being echoed by other journalists who are saying uh, there was a in a journalist that was interviewed on uh, yesterday's Democracy Now, and uh, he said, "Yes, I know Democracy Now. Yes, yes." 
But it was an interesting interview, and uh, he said that, yeah, essentially the U.S. government is trying to set a precedent here, that they can do this. Yeah. And and they're going after the AP. Uh, so uh, I, it's very interesting Go to watch Go for one it. of the biggest organizations you know, of news gathering there is. Yeah. It's one of those situations where if, obviously you're the AP or if you're any new news organization and you're seeing this happen, people, you got to wake up here because this is the kind of precedent that we don't want to see continue. Oh, man. And I mean, the Obama administration has been a major crackdown. This is very far-reaching. This yeah. is, I mean, this is really unprecedented. Uh, I thought I, I thought I put a quote in here, but now I'm not seeing it. But uh, essentially, it, it uh, we have uh, tried uh, under Eric Holder's Justice Department more people under the espionage attack than since we have since World War II, just since Eric Holder's been in office. Uh, but I don't remember if that was the exact quote. But I, I think I put it somewhere in the show notes. It's pretty shocking, and the way they crack down on leaks is 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 really. I mean, it's been a hallmark now. It's going to be it's going to be part of the Obama legacy. Uh, Unfortunately, Chase. now we've got to keep moving because we are yeah. doing a compressed show this week. Do you want to cover the feedback? Yeah, we got a, a great email in from Oded, I believe that's how it's pronounced, and this is in response to "In Defense of the Iron Dome." I wanted to comment regarding Chris's disdain of the quote hokey Iron Dome system, but first Uh-oh. a Uh-oh. disclosure: I'm totally Israeli, but not affiliated with the Iron Dome manufacturer or operations. My main interest in the system is that it keeps missile attacks from landing on my head, which is a great <laughs> yeah, point. I can see that. Contrary to what Chris will have people believe, Iron Dome is 100% Israeli development by Rafael, a nationally owned military contractor, and there are no U.S. representatives needed to operate it. He gives us a link to that. Given the fact that it attempts to intercept threats, that are no other effective measure against, as ineffective as I exclude any theoretical on-paper-only systems, and that its main feature is incredibly low cost per interception at most $50,000 per missile, compared to over $1 million for the U.S. Patriot interceptor, hitting anything would make it a success. Now, add that to the higher than 90% interception rate during the Pillar of Defense operation, that rate is per interceptor. The system is capable of launching additional interceptors against any surviving threats. So you get the most complete protection, and you get a really successful system. So successful that the Israeli military has accelerated its plans for development, and the Israeli government sees this product as the complete solution to the barrage of missiles that is at times launched towards Israel from Gaza and Lebanon and recently Syria. So, Chris... What do you have to say to that? It's good to get the oops. It's good to get the on the uh, from the uh, from the location perspective, right? Because that's yeah. that's something that's pretty valuable that we don't. That's have. number one. Yeah. Uh, so I I'll tell you. Um, it's not hokey, Chris. I'll tell you what I. So I did a little reading. One of the things that I read about was that uh, uh, it's actually sometimes more challenging to shoot down these uh, like uh, shoulder launched rockets and and uh, and uh, lower powered missiles because they're not in the air long enough for the standard systems to get us to get a radar lock and then shoot them down where these have an extremely quick lock and like he said low cost i'll tell you why i felt like they had a hokey because remember i think i actually said like i don't know i just have this vague kind of feeling i did a little digging and i found a couple of quotes that stuck out in my memory that kind of gave me that impression here was the first one i'm also pleased to announce that we will take steps to ensure that there's no interruption of funding for iron dome as a result of decisions that i made last year Israel will receive approximately $200 million this fiscal year, and we will continue to work with Congress 
on future funding of Iron Dome. So there's that, right? It kind of there's this oh funding of of another country's you know defense, and yes, of course, are one of our strongest allies. But you know, there's just this kind of an innate reaction. Yeah, oh right. my taxes. The other one was this clip that was from like the BBC uh, last year that just kind of made it sound. This is why I think I got the term hokey from. But I I don't I don't I don't think maybe that's how I should have taken it. But listen to the clip, and you might see why I got the impression. Uh, Yuval Ben Ami is a Tel Aviv resident and blogger. He says people are, are feeling insecure after the Gaza strike on the Israeli capital. To be honest, it, it seems that the Iron Dome uh, system does uh, block a lot of the falls. Uh, certainly, we were misled to believe that there will be no missiles at the Tel Aviv range um, because the first day, the first day of attacks, we were told that all of the underground arsenals were destroyed. And then suddenly uh, a missile uh, hits Tel Aviv area. Um, h- how else are we being uh, misled? Yeah, I just that just gave me the wrong, in, you know, then I just never really read much more on it. And then I, I think I heard it just on some report about U.S. people operating it. Right. Sounds yeah. like a bunch of just a bunch of, you know, crap that just kind of collected together, which happens. Yep, it Sometimes does. you got to filter things out. But uh, thanks for your perspective. And uh, we appreciate you writing into the show. And Absolutely. Setting me straight, as it as it perhaps were. You've been set straight, yes. Chris. Chase, so yes, if people want to get some stories into the uh, show, uh, especially from their neck of the woods, yes. how about they go over to the subreddit? This is a great way for the entire unfiltered community to get involved Vote up stories that you like. Vote down stories that you don't. You can also comment on them and submit them. Oh, yeah. Who submitted that EU oil raid story there at the top there? Uh, that is Josh Strobel. Oh, awesome. Well, Josh, Strobel. thanks. Uh, you, uh, that clip made it into the Unfiltered Supporters pre-show. So if you're an Unfiltered supporter, go check your inbox. Uh, that clip's in there. Yeah, there. absolutely. Love so, it when people put a news story with a video in there. Unfilter. Dot, uh, Reddit. <laughs> reddit.com I'm stumbling there. don't forget you can follow us on Twitter over yes. uh, you can follow Chase over at twitter.com slash Nunes that's right yeah N-U-N-E-S so. you should get Chase that'd be awesome I, I wish I could but it's yeah it's, like I could get Chris some, some photographers got it right and you can follow Chris Fisher on Twitter at Chris L-A-S that's me he's got a passion for tech that's true did I put that on there? Yeah, Man, I haven't updated that since I signed up for Twitter, I don't think. <laughs> you need a background or something. And maybe I should mention Jupiter Broadcasting. You could. Oh, wait, you have a link to that. Okay, actually. good. Yeah, yeah, you do. Well, at least I did that. Yeah, you do. Yeah, there it is. All right, good. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, uh, don't forget, even if you're not an Unfiltered supporter, you can still support the show by patronizing our affiliates. Those are linked at the bottom of the sh- uh, website. Just any page. That's right. Click those before you shop, and a portion of your shopping session is contributed to the Jupiter Broadcasting Network. Mr. Chase. Yes, sir. Where can people watch what you're up to throughout uh, the week? Geekgamer.tv. We just posted uh, John Kessler the, the, from the uh, panel, played Minecraft for the very first time in his uh, life. And, and you, got, you recorded it. We, Of course we did. That's the way you do it. <laughs> and also more pinball has been posted as well. Geekgamer.tv is the website to go to. All right, Chase. What do you say we go watch some Star Trek? Hey, you know what? To everybody out there, live long and prosper.